Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to The Dan Show. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, you know, quick aside before we get into it, if it seems like I'm, I'm talking with kind of like a like an NPR, you know, quiet, soft-spoken voice, it's because... It's because I'm in my childhood bedroom right now, and I had been podcasting for the last, been trying to record this episode for the last 10, 15 minutes. It's late at night. I was out all day, you know, coughing on people. And um, uh, so it's late at night, and, and I'm podcasting here in my, my childhood bedroom at my parents' house. And uh, my mom comes in, and she's like, hey, you're being loud as fuck. So that's... That's where I'm at. And I think that's just a good, it's a good indicator of, of how things are going because they're not going bad. You know, I have a roof over my head. I have food. I got approved for unemployment, which I never would have thought I'd see the day where getting approved for unemployment would be the highlight of my week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if you told me like a year ago, dude, even three months ago that like, hey, man, you're going to get approved for unemployment in a couple months. You're going to apply. It's going to take you months and months to get approved. You're going to call the unemployment office a million times. You're going to be on hold for over two hours. You're going to talk to some guy who's rushing you through the call. He's being informative, but there's a million other people to talk to. And, you know, you're refreshing your page, refreshing your page online, trying to get that application through, getting errors for no reason, no reason, other than the fact that, you know, millions of other people are unemployed and, you know, it's the greatest recession in modern history. And then one day when you, when you've moved from your apartment to New York, um, when comedy is, is seemingly done, you know, the world is, is it ending? I don't know, but you'll be at your parents' house in Brandon, Florida, and you'll get approved for unemployment. And that will be the best part of your week. If you had told me that I would have, I would have shot you in the face. I wouldn't have shot you in the face. I would never have done that. I would have shot you in the back. I would have waited for you to turn around shot you in the back so where you don't die immediately but you get hit you're like what the fuck was that and then you turn around for a second you see my eyes and then boom then I shoot you in the face that's how disgusted I would have been by that statement and yet here we are you know um, where the only thing we could do is try to find a silver lining and moving, moving from so I was in New York City it's where I was living. Um, then I left. I quarantined in, in New Jersey for a little bit with some with some college buddies, and and that was fun. Um, that ran its course, and now I'm back here in Florida, where I'm I'm from. I grew up here. My parents live here still, and I'm in uh, my childhood bedroom. Got some of my shit set up here. I got my green screen set up. I got my camera, um, and uh, I'm gonna be filming some more sketches here. I'm really trying to talk with uh, with a low volume because I just can't have this this lady come in. That's who she is now. She's just some lady that lives here. So, you know, 
I, I got some my stuff set up here in my childhood bedroom because I don't know how the fuck how long I'm gonna be here. It's 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 wild, and I mean it's it's one thing you know being here in Florida. It's my whole perception of the virus and everything has changed. So being in New York, you're like, oh my god, democracy is ending. <laughs> and here, I'm like a truther. I'm like a truther. I'm walking around. I'm like making out with strangers. You know, like I'll walk to up to an old man and I'll just kiss him on the lips. I'm not even attracted to him. I just see him, see him, and I'm like, I don't know. There's just you know, I go up there and I don't, I don't even, I don't ask. I mean, he gives me a look like he wants it, and I should ask. Of course, I should ask. But they've no one so far has said anything to me about it. Um, I go up to him, and I don't even kiss him first. I do give like a little. There is a little test I do. I do have a barometer. I walk up to the man. I stick my finger in his mouth. Swirled around there a little bit. And if he stops me, then I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you were someone else. And then I move on. Um, if he does nothing, you know, I go in for the kiss. See what happens there. Um, if he starts sucking on my finger, uh, that that's 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 when you that's a sick person who does that. So I don't do anything with them. But that sweet spot where they don't suck and they don't spit my finger out of their mouth. They just let it sit there. Those are the old men that I kiss. So I do that in Florida, you know, because I can, and that's probably legal here. Um, but I was in New York and when I was there, it felt like the apocalypse it felt like the end of the world here. You would have no idea. I mean, there's families like full family units, mother, father, and children, sometimes toddler aged, riding four wheelers together. Sometimes the toddlers have their own wheelchair. Sometimes the entire family unit is on the four wheeler. I exaggerated a little bit, not with the old man thing, because, you know, I, that's my right as a Floridian, but with the, the toddler driving the four-wheeler, but, and and this is true. I did see this the other day in my neighborhood, a guy with his toddler on his lap driving his car through my neighborhood and just letting the toddler drive. That his, like, toddler age kid, like four, the oldest four, maybe three. I'm Dude, and I'm not fucking kidding. I, sw- I swear to God. I was outside with my dad. One one thing that I do is every day between 7.30 p.m. and 8.30 p.m., I sit in my driveway, um, sometimes with a beer, most times not, and I just look um, at things. And that's, and that's the best part of my day. Uh, it's very relaxing. It's therapeutic to me. So I was doing that with my dad, and, uh, you know, we don't really talk when we do it. We just kind of look. Sometimes we'll laugh about something. And I saw this toddler. My dad wasn't looking at the time. I saw the toddler driving. And uh, my dad was talking about something. I cut him off. I said, Dad, I, I can't believe what I just saw. He goes, what? Was there, is there an old man around? Are you going to stick your, your figure in their mouth? You freak? And I said, no. Even even crazier than that, I saw I saw a toddler 
driving a car. It was sitting on a man's lap. I assume it was his son, but, you know, given the circumstances, I don't think it would be outlandish to say that it was a random toddler. Or maybe the toddler picked up the man. Maybe the toddler was driving the car, saw the man, was like, sir, I'm going to need to sit on your lap while I operate this vehicle. That's one possibility. What's most likely is that it was a father and son combo. And, uh, you know, they're just driving throughout my neighborhood, learning how to drive. Now, I didn't know how to ride a bike until I was probably five or six years old. It took me a little bit of time. I remember there's kids my age with no training wheels. I had training wheels, and I rode my bike past the kids. There was, I remember there was kids in my neighborhood. They were my age. I always felt like they were cooler than me. I was a very geeky kid, and I was I was riding my, my bike with training wheels, you know, feeling decent about myself with the wind in my face, and I was riding my bike or, you know, my tricycle, trike maybe, tricycle, and I uh, passed these kids, and they were hanging out in one of their friends' driveways. I wouldn't call them my friends because I lacked the confidence to associate with them. And they had their they had their bicycles and with no training wheels in the driveway with them and they they gazed upon me with judgment as I pedaled as fast as I could on a tricycle. You can't go very fast. You can't go very fast. And what's disappointing about that is, you know, nothing looks worse than pedaling quickly or violently on a tricycle, especially when you're trying to outrun or outpace embarrassment from some of your peers who don't need trading wheels. So that's what I was doing around the ages around five or six. You know, maybe even seven. I don't know. I remember I was embarrassed. So it had I had to have, you know, I was a very smart kid, but I had to have like, you know, that was a solid memory, you know, so I couldn't have been like four, five or six at least, maybe seven. I hope it wasn't seven. But I don't want to put it, I wouldn't put it past myself. The child operating this vehicle was younger than me then. That's the point I'm getting at. A child operating a vehicle. And when I I was serious about there were there are full family units riding four wheelers throughout, you know, this park behind my house. There's also wild hogs and people who deny the existence of the greatest pandemic in modern history. It's so different from New York. It couldn't be more different. My experience with this is exactly that. It's an experience. If you're, and I'm very fortunate, I've been in three different states now during this pandemic, starting with New York. I pretty much, actually, I jumped ship to New Jersey before the lockdown even occurred because there was rumors of, New York getting quarantined. So I wanted to to get out of there, you know, before the pandemonium hit. That didn't happen. But I remember I was in New York, then I went to New Jersey, now I'm in Florida. So I've been in several different areas. And different types of environments during this event. Very drastically different from one another. Very drastically different. Could could not be any more different. 
it's 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 insane. People people here, you know, I I've been out a few times. I don't I haven't been in a restaurant. I haven't been in a movie theater. I haven't done comedy here, which there are shows. There's shows here at pizza shops and on the beach and people's houses. People are partying. They almost they don't deny the existence of the virus, but they don't acknowledge it openly. There are signs. There's signs on the highway here that are like, oh, you know, hashtag alone together. Stay home if you can. And so these electronic billboards, you'll see that sign. The sign following that one is like, Florida Aquarium, we are opening tomorrow so you can look at fish. It's like, okay, well, you know, thank, thank you for that. I love the aquarium. I will, I will go once it's open. I, 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 I love it a lot, and I think it's an amazing time. Never had a bad time at the Florida Aquarium. Do we need to open gyms? No, no, no. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm getting in fucking amazing shape just working out of my garage. If you, if you, if, it's different if you own a gym or if you work at a gym and you rely on that for income. But if you're just someone who is like, dude, I fucking, I fucking get swole, bro. That's my personality. That's what I do. You, you, you have nothing. What you contribute to society is you may not even contribute anything. <laughs> like, you don't, that's not a personality. Your looks and working on your body, it's not a personality. I remember, you know, I was in, when I was like 17, I thought it'd be cool to be a personal trainer. It's a big thing here where I'm from in Brandon. And even some areas in Tampa, St. Pete, you know, because of the beaches, health and wellness is promoted. That I understand and I respect. But there's a lot of people that try to make the gym into a personality and going into the gym a personality. And isn't that the literal opposite of personality, your appearance? It's you have, maybe not the opposite, but it's like, those are the two different things. It's like, what are you into? Like, you're dating someone. What do they look like? Okay, are you into them for the looks or their personality? Are you trying to fuck them or are you trying to marry them? Fuck, marry, kill. You ever play that game? You kill the person that you either really hate or is really ugly. You And you fuck the person that you think would be a good fuck. Or, you know, they're really hot, but they're vapid. There's nothing behind the eyes. And then you marry the person that maybe is slightly less attractive. They don't have to be, but the important thing is you could see your yourself having a life with them. That's, that's how it is. Going to the gym is not a personality. Promoting health and wellness... And being a hardworking person, it could be one of the things that you do. The Rock posts pictures of him and videos of him working out. He's also in every movie. 
He invests. He does all these different things. You can't just have that unless you're like, you have to be like hot. You have to be like a model. And like, you have to have something, something to pay the bills. But there's the people that are, there's people protesting and they're opening gyms. So this episode's coming out Monday. Um, I'm recording it Sunday night in my, you know, low volume NPR style today. So I don't wake up my mother again, who is the lightest fucking sleeper in the world. That woman comes in here. That woman comes in here. You're so loud. She didn't say it like that, but for the, for the purpose of this, she did. She's like, you're so loud, you son of a bitch. You loud son of a bitch. Again, she did say this, but, you know. She did She did say that she heard me on the other end of the house. Because I, I live in a small house. My parents don't have a big house. It's modest. Right under 2,000 square feet. I'm pretty much annexed to the corner end of the house right by the garage. And my parents' bedroom, you know, couldn't be farther away from my bedroom in the house, in the floor plan. So I don't think, there's no way she could hear me. If you could hear me, you're just the lightest sleeper of all time, which she is the lightest sleeper. You know, it's so funny. These are things I would never complain about not living in my parents' house. But now that I'm here, you know, there was no sneaking out when I was a kid. Never dreamt of that. She would wake up. You fucking drop a pin. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll wake up to go to the bathroom. She comes comes in. She's like, no, she doesn't come in the bathroom, but she's like outside the bathroom. She's like, what are you doing up? I can hear you throughout the whole house. I'm like, I'm peeing. What, what do you mean? I'm not making noise. I'm making as little noise. I have to tiptoe around here. <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, I have to come back here. You know, I, I, my lease is up in New York. I don't have an apartment there anymore, so it kind of worked out. You know, would rather be here than pay rent right now. But I'm also not one of these. The type of white person I am is is I'm really thankful for being the type of white person. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad I'm not one of those those fucking preppy Connecticut whites. Those just arrogant because those people are the worst. And right now, you know, those people. We're probably just going to move home anyway. They didn't have real jobs in New York or wherever they were. They moved to mommy and daddy's house in Connecticut. I was talking to to someone today. I took to my grandmother day, today. She was like, why is New Jersey affected so much? And Connecticut's not as bad. I'm like, well, Jersey people commute into the city. Connecticut, it's just more rich white people who own land. You know, but here where I'm in Brandon, Florida, it's just, it's, it's the perfect balance between trash, but I'm not like also in a trailer home, you know, nothing that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, uh, it's fucking interesting, man. It's very, it's very interesting being back here in Florida where people, you know, I ask them how you enjoying your apocalypse, and they're like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "COVID, like you know, coronavirus," and they're like, "Oh yeah, the virus." Like they forgot about it. I'm like, "This is all I've been thinking about 
since the jump for, for months, months. It'll be coming on three months now. Been tracking this thing. You know, I was on tour with this guy, this guy. Uh, I was on tour with Tim Dillon before this, this happened, this opening for him. And me and him, we, we closely monitored, we monitored Jesus pretty much every step. Like, oh, they're shutting this down. South by Southwest is canceled. Whoa, that's big. What is that going to mean for the rest of the country? And every time I talked to him, I knew that it was leading to the tours getting canceled, which it, it seemingly is for right now. You know, there's a chance that things come back in a couple months. But, uh, you know, realistically, it's going to be tough. I mean, I would love for it to come back. If it's available, I'll do it. I would love to be on stage again. I fucking miss it. But I've also, I've also these last couple of months, I feel like I went through the, this, the the grieving process. I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm, am I losing, like what's happening? Like is democracy done? Is America done? Am I grieving the loss of that? Am I grieving the loss of is stand-up comedy done? Because I'm an optimistic person, but I'm also, I'm a very realistic person. So I, I, I don't, you know, want to get my hopes up with anything. So I went through the last couple of months just trying to fucking get to a point mentally where I was able to be like, look, I accept whatever reality comes. And now I'm there now. Like if, if stand-up comedy doesn't come back, it'll fucking blow cock. But you know what? If this is how it's going to go down, then so be it. You know, it, it took... The fact that it, it it it's it's not some little bullshit thing that happened. This is a fucking serious, big deal. And I I found I found that I f- I think I found this place mentally where I feel good about things. What's very interesting to me is that you know we're all reflecting. I think a lot of us are. We're, we're reflecting. We're we're taking time to. You know, we're taking stock of our lives. Like, who who, were, who am I with right now in the quarantine? Do I like these people? Would I want to be in them with them in the next quarantine if there is one? Do I like my life? Do I like my job? Am I happy about my job? Do I want it? Would I want a different job in the next quarantine? You know, my house. Do I own a house? Am I 38 years old and hosting bar shows in New York? Okay, well, I guess maybe you you try to become a birthday clown. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. In that case, I don't know. But no one, no one has been like, you know what? No one's done. No one has said, "I found God," and I love that. <laughs> like, can we just kind of be done? With religion, you could find God. God is God. First of all, there's no, there's no God in the traditional sense. There just there isn't. Okay, God is, is subjective. It could be me coming to terms with the fact that I will always be pale. That could be my God. Is just you know realizing that 
I'll never look like Brad Pitt. Like it could be fucking, it's whatever you, you come to pe whatever the fuck you want it to be. You know, God could be you, you know, realizing that you love painting with your, your toes and you're going to be a toe painter and it changes your life. You found God, but there's no God that has a beard and religion is fucking stupid. Religion may not be stupid, not all of them, but the idea and growing up Catholic, you know, I'm able to realize this now. It's just, it's, it's such an indoctrination of like, it's just disgusting. It's gross. Why am I paying you? You can collect money from me every Sunday. You know, growing up in the South, I've lived in Georgia too. And, you know, here in Florida, you see these huge, not mega churches, but kind of the next big, the mega churches are a good example of it. But like even just some of these big ass Baptist churches that are like, they have this big gym. There's a church here, First Baptist Church. We would have AAU basketball practice there. I would go practice there. They have a NBA size court. So like Jakeem Noah and like several other NBA players would practice there sometimes when they're in this area for whatever reason. I don't know why, but some pro-am and pro players would go practice there and play there. It's a really fucking nice gym. You got, you know, these two NBA size courts. And then you get a weight room and all these things. And then on top of that, I also took like guitar lessons in some department there that's like a school. And then, you know, looking back on it, there's, you know, the church itself is huge. It's big electronic sign. There's a lot of things going on. Are you guys like trying to build a compound? It's a little suspicious. What's the end goal here? What is, you try, it, it's, we, you're building a camp, you're trying to build a little community. What's the difference between that and that fucking whatever wild, wild west or west side country or wild, wild country? You know what I'm talking about, that documentary on Netflix where that Indian dude got all the yoga students from NYU to start a town in Oregon. They're like, oh, we want to do it through him, through these ideals. And this is going to be our community that we're building. What's the difference between that and this fucking church in my hometown that's building a school? Now they have a church and the gym and leagues in classes, all of it circling back to not even God, but like the there's they want to condition you, right? A lot of it is especially Catholicism, and there's other forms of Christianity as well. It's really it's really guilt based. They use guilt to to indoctrinate you. They're like. You should feel bad for your. You should feel bad about the things you did. You know. You know that thing you did when you were born. 
I don't know what I do when I was born. No, no, like the thing you did when you were born, like how you were born, that's a sin. Oh, but I didn't. Why is that? It's a sin because of Adam and Eve. It's like, okay, are these real people? There's people out there who believe that these people are real. Maybe they are Adam and Eve. I'm not here to say they're not. But the idea in Christianity is that you're you're born in sin and you have to spend the rest of your life repenting. And somehow, you know, filling out a check, writing a check to whatever church you go to makes you have less sin. Ah, what? Does it doesn't it that seem a little weird? Doesn't that seem a little odd, a little off that this church finds the need to build a compound? And you know that's fine. You I could get a membership to that that gym. I could. Right? I don't need to be Baptist. I don't I don't think I do. I may have to lie. I don't think they do a lot of vetting. Maybe things have changed. Maybe they will do maybe there could be more vetting now because of the virus. They're like, we want to keep this a hundo P pure. Only the real ones. You have to reach level eight or whatever it is to to get into the gym. But it's odd. And you know, when you're in there, they're playing you know, like hymnals and churchy religious songs, which are never good. They're never good. Pictures of Jesus. And a lot of people in there just eating it all up. They're like, maybe, hey, what if if we played these? And that's not a bad thing. Look, it's Jim. It's for the community. But it's a little weird. Right? It's a little weird. What goes on behind closed doors? What do you need so much money for? You know, I had a buddy who grew up Mormon. Good friend of mine. Love the guy. Normal kid. Mormonism. I mean, I don't... With the Joseph Smith guy, that's your dude, Joe Smith. It's hacky to say it, but like Joe Smith, really? Come on. Joe Smith is a plumber. All right. Joe Smith was a plumber. That's what he was. If your name's Joe Smith, that's what you do. Either way, whether you're starting a religion in the mid-1800s, whenever it was, or you're plumbing, you're in the shit business. You're in the dealing with shit business. You know your shit. You know bullshit when you see it. And you're peddling it to people. And you're profiting off of shit. That's what you're doing. It just is. It's what it is. No one, no one has said they found God during this. At least not on Twitter. I don't 
on Instagram. Not anyone I know. No one I know has made any radical, not even people I know, people I follow, or I haven't seen anybody. I bet on Twitter, I'm on Twitter like hours and hours and hours during the day. There's no one that's like, yeah, I found God. This is such a great opportunity to find God. I'm sure there's maybe like weird religious-y Twitters, but like everyone's on Twitter now more than they probably ever have been. People are retweeting and uncovering different corners of of the internet. No one I know. No one in my family. None of my friends. No one I grew up with. No one I see on the internet is like, I found God. So can we... Can we kind of be done with with religions and maybe church? Like, can can that be something we leave behind? Kind of feels like it was moving towards that way anyway. It gets crazier and crazier every year to go to church, to me at least. I mean, if you're if you're a millennial, if you're in Gen Z. Think about the people you know that go to church. Something's off, right? Something's a little off. I don't know. It's always the people I'm like, I feel like you don't believe it. The people that really go are the people that kind of go because they feel it's the right thing to do. I don't know. Ugh. What? It's the right thing to do. Okay. It's weird. No one's been like, I want to, I want to be with, I found God in prison. That's the big thing. That's a, that's a trope or it's a stereotype rather. You go to prison, you find God, you find religion. No quarantine. Quarantine, there is no God. It's a, it's a godless time. This is a godless country where people will protest outside of gymnasiums because they have no personalities. They have none. Those are the people that are going to church, a lot of them. Not a lot of people are. This is trying. Not, I'm not trying to condemn everyone who goes to church, but like you don't need to build a compound in the middle of a suburban town. It's weird. Why does your church need to be noticeable? It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need. You don't need a lot. Also, pay taxes. It's ridiculous. Contribute to society. You're not going to pay taxes? Really? And you want my money? I don't think so. I don't think so. My money is taxed. You're not getting my money. I've never met a priest that I wanted to hang out with. Or would even let him have any responsibilities. Like I wouldn't have a, let him watch my kid. I trust the guy who let his toddler drive his car with a child 
more than I trust a priest with a child. That's just the way it is. You know? As a, as a Catholic going up with that, grill, that guilt, you know, I, I enjoy watching that Spotlight movie. It's like a fun little naughty treat watching that movie. It's a fun little rebellious thing. I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys. You know how many Sundays you stole from me? Sunday. It, it's, it's, we, we, what? No. I'm supposed to relax. I got to get up. I got to dress up. What? Why? Duh. I got to kneel, stand, kneel. No. 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 People have not found God during the quarantine. They have lost him. If they, if you had God before, You've dropped them. You can't afford them. It's too expensive. It's fucking interesting, man. Just interesting to me. You know? Still trying to talk at this low volume. Look, in closing here, I did not mean to to get on this, this rant about... This rant about uh, God and, and, and religion, you know, but it's late and the mind wanders and I'm whispering almost at this point, but look, there's a chance if that, you know, I may be back on tour this year, which would be fucking great. I would love that. And if you're listening, you know, me and Tim, Dylan, we're supposed to go to almost every corner of this fucking country. So that'll be exciting if that, if that continues in some capacity. Um, but you know, I'll be, I'll be up there in the sky praying on my plane that I don't get, catch this fucking virus, which will be part of our lives forever. So it's like, you know, the the country may be shut down in a, in a few weeks, a few months again, but while things reopen, Kind of take advantage of a little bit. See some sun. Don't protest the gym. Don't go in a gym. You're disgusting. You can do push-ups at home. If you need a gym to be in shape, you're, you're never going to be in shape in the first place. It's just the way it, it is. You know, you're, it's, it's an inherent laziness. You need to go to another room. Run. I don't, I don't know. You need a gym for going crazy without it, like figure it out, get a hobby, you know, personality maybe. But you know, the gym is my, the gym is my church. It's the iron church. It's all a crap shoot. Look, it's late. I'm going to go to bed, but I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. And, uh, you know, we're going to make it through this. It's important to find the silver linings. One way that you can help me get through this is, is leaving a review on the show, rating the show. 
subscribing to my YouTube channel, which I will be, I got some sketches that I'm filming or that I filmed and I'll be putting out. And uh, I obviously, you know, I'm, I'm posting these, these podcast episodes there. I'm not filming them right now. Uh, I'm just doing the audio. We're going to ride out with the audio for now. And, uh, but I'll be posting the, the audio, the, uh, audio versions, of the episode to YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. So whatever you're listening on, you know, subscribe on those platforms. And if you feel like subscribing on the other ones, um, that means a lot to me too. Also, my Instagram is at Dan R. Carney, which, you know, I post on my story and sometimes on my feed where, you know, when, when I post new episodes, but but, but follow me on Twitter, too. My, my Twitter is fucking funny. It is. It just is. You know, if you want to see some some funny jokes and, you know, me shit talk people and, and troll people on the Internet, at Dan Man Carney is my Twitter handle. So do that. Uh, you know, stay safe. F- figure figure it out on your own. Find your own your own God, if you will. And uh, you know what? If if you need one, I'll be your God. You want to find God? You found him. He's right here. I could I could be that for you. And I would love to do that. Um share the episodes with a friend if you enjoyed it. Share any of my shit with your friends if you like it, and you fuck with it. And if you fuck with it, thank you. I fuck with you. Um be safe out there, America and whoever else. Take care and talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>